Good morning, everybody. Coming at you with another Subi and You episode. So I have my first guests, as in two people. It's a couple. And um, also, it's one of their birthdays today. So that's super cool that this is coming out on that person's birthday. I also have my first Subaru Forester on the show. So that's super cool. Have a different car this time. And we'll get into the build and a little bit about them, too which we will hear about here in a little bit. All right. I want to say thank you again so much to everybody who listens to the podcast, first of all, and then everybody that shares it in their stories and sends me DMs. Um, It's actually getting a little uh, full, but that's a good thing. That's a good problem to have. Not that it's a problem, but it's just a good thing to have. So by saying that... um, I'm trying to keep track of all of them, so if at some point I miss somebody, I'm very, very sorry, but I'm going to try to keep up with it as much as I can and for as long as I can because I really like doing that for everybody because you have all been extremely amazing in all of the support that you give for this podcast, but not just for the podcast, but for all of your fellow Subi owners because you are listening to their stories And this podcast wouldn't exist if you all didn't listen. So let's get into those shout outs. We've got Journey XV, Chief Torres, Seb Impreza 2020, KK Subi, Java Wagon, That Sinister Mustache Man, 805 X-Trek, Bruce the Baja. Uh, I didn't mention it before when I first did the intro, but the guests that I have on are the owners of Seattle Fozzie. So let's get into their story. I'm glad y'all have been having a good day and Good you got home a little early so we can get this started sooner, which wasn't a big deal for me, but, you know, I know it's, it's, uh, I mean, getting anything started earlier is better anyway. Yeah. So, but I guess you can start off by telling us a bit about yourselves, um, what part of the country you live in and, uh, anything else that you feel like sharing. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Zane, uh, here with my wife, Alina. Hi. Uh, we we're from Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm 25. She's going to be 27 here in one week, exactly. Actually, happy early birthday to her. Yeah, nice. Happy <laughs> early birthday. So wait, <laughs> Thank next you. wait next Monday. Yeah, exactly next Monday. Oh, well, you know what? This will be released on your birthday. Oh. No way. Yes, <laughs> yes, because this is the one I'm going to release next week. So happy birthday. Oh yay! <laughs> That's cool. Thank that worked you. out. So yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> nice, cool. What a nice, uh, what a nice married? birthday gift, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not terrible, not terrible at all. <laughs> Try to one up me here. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be in the spotlight now. Come on, you got to pick it up, Zane. Yeah, move aside, Zane. I know. <laughs> uh, but then to continue with your question, uh, we're married. We've been married since October twentieth, so ten ten twenty twenty is when we got married. Oh, nice. Not too long. What? October 10th. 10-10-2020. Yeah. You said October 20th. Oh, my bad. October 10th. 10-10-2020. <laughs> Can't get the anniversary wrong. <laughs> Man. Already failing here. Uh, 
So yeah, we've been married since then, but we've been together since 2014. Uh, lived together, two dogs, and yeah, I'm going to take over from here. Yeah, I think Zane pretty much has it covered. Again, we are from the Seattle area, um, mainly born and raised here, so we know the area super well, and been together for quite a while now, so here we are. That's good. You have two dogs and a Subaru. Two dogs and a Subaru. That's going to be our podcast. <laughs> what more can you ask for? Yeah, there you go. So what what does uh, Foz or Fozzy mean in reference to a forester, and where did that term come from? Because I see it, you know, there's quite a few foresters out there that have the name Foz or Fozzy in there. And I tried looking it up on online, and I got some kind of different um, results, so I, I'm not really sure what it's actually supposed to be. I, I didn't know about it until after we got it. I, I just started looking up names of a forester to try to find like a screen name or an Instagram handle. And I, I got a couple different explanations. Like one of them just says it's a, simply it's just shorthand for forester. The other one that I got was it's an abbreviation for like they both originate from Australia. And what I got was this an abbreviation for like Forester in Australia. So F Oz, Ozzy, you know, it's, Oh yeah. I don't know what it is, but it sounds cool. <laughs> I I saw something that <laughs> said something about Fozzie Bear from the Muppets because he did some commercials or something. <laughs> some for some Forester commercials. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. You know. So I don't know. I mean, but it, I mean, it is a cool name. It's a cool nickname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little a little bit uh, easier to roll off the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So. um you know, the name of your car is obvious because it's Seattle Fozzy and you're from Seattle. And, and But did you have, were there any other names in consideration? So when we're actually looking at possible usernames for, you know, our profile, our account, our car, we were kind of thinking about, you know, we're in the Pacific Northwest. Like, should we play around with Pacific Northwest? And at the time, we didn't really know about Fozzy or Foz, so we we're even thinking just Pacific Northwest Forester, something like rain, something that has to do with you know Seattle, the area where we're from. And um, we actually ended up thinking, okay, why don't we just make it more specific? Let's go with Seattle specifically, and again, let's go with Fozzy, just because that is kind of in a weird way, it's sort of an inside joke for all Subaru owners. Since I would definitely say. If you say Fozzy to anyone who does not own a Subaru, they have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we landed on Seattle Fozzy. I did want to mention, though, that when we're not talking about Subarus specifically, we do refer to our car as Henry. That was his original OG name. Oh, ah, okay. That's good. It's <laughs> Henry the Seattle Fozzy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. Um. So you said something about rain in Seattle? Really? There's rain? <laughs> oh, yeah. You didn't know? It's, it's pretty gray. Yeah, when I was there. I don't love it all, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pretty consistent drizzle more than anything. Like, I lived in Georgia for a while, and anytime it rained there, which I'm assuming it's the same way in Texas, mm-hmm. it is dramatic. Oh, yeah. It's uh, very dramatic here. I mean, you... Because I, I, that's what I had heard about Seattle when I was there, is that it was kind of like just a constant drizzle, and it wasn't, 
you know, you didn't get like the big giant thunderstorms like we get here. And when I was there, I was there for a week and it rained for like half the day on Monday and Tuesday and I think Wednesday. And then in the afternoon, it didn't rain. And then the rest of the week, it was fine. No rain at all. But it's Seattle was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, when you come out here next time, you got to go out to the mountains or the the ocean side. It's it's kind of diverse in its area. But yeah, we went with that just because Seattle, Fozzie, it's unique. And I would also say, too, if you do get the chance to come back up here, I would highly recommend coming in the summer. Um, Seattle folks are actually completely different when it comes to the summertime. I think we're just used to hibernating and staying indoors so much that when there's a small glimpse of everyone's outdoors everyone's doing something outside trying to you know take in as much yeah exactly trying to take in as much sunlight as they can just because it is so rare for us to have sun up here it's not like it's completely dark up here all the time but (laughs) yeah we just really enjoy the sun when we see it i'm sure yeah with it being rainy like that pretty often it's i'm sure it's nice to see some sun Mm mm-hmm so I've yeah, not, yeah, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this on purpose. It's just the way that these episodes have kind of played out and just the people that have contacted me. But so y'all are also um, members of the Rugged Roo crew. Cause I've, I think y'all are like number four, you know, for the podcast, <laughs> but um, I mean, and it just yeah. worked out that way. I, di- I didn't do it on purpose, but how did y'all find out about the Rugged Roo crew? And when did you start like meeting up with them? When Dorothy reached out to us around the time that she started it, which I think was like August or September, uh, she messaged me, which I, I'm the one who mainly runs the page. So she messaged and she's just like, do you want to be a part of a, of a Subaru crew that I'm starting? And I was like, well, yeah, why not? Uh, so following that, she put me into a group chat with a bunch of other people who own Subarus and it kind of clicked immediately as far as our personalities. We're all kind of goofballs. And I don't know the official day that we first met, but that was the day that we rode with Brian Lipke. I think I'm saying his name right. I always feel like I'm saying it wrong. And uh, Dakota, who was just on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. As of today. And so we we met up with them. We all went up north and drove towards Mount Baker. But it's been a while. Yeah, well, that's good to know that you're the one that runs the page because I was kind of, I was curious about that. I wasn't sure if it was her or if it was somebody else. So that's good to know. Yeah, I would say, I, I don't know why, but I think it's just because we have the Instagram page for our dogs already. So I was like, why not create a page for our car as well, you know? And so I definitely kind of pushed Zane towards creating the page, but similar to our dog page, Zane's the one that runs the actual social media accounts for us. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um. So what did and what does it mean by the official basic of the Rugged Root Crew? <laughs> uh, let's see. How can I say this with being a little bit nice? So the first ride, we all met up at the Northgate Mall, which is now being turned into the ice rink. I think for the Seattle. What is it? Kraken. Mm-hmm. Um. The, the practice rink. Anyway, we met up there, and as we were planning on going to the next meetup site, that way, you know, we could all have everyone staggered because we have people all the way down south and all the way up north near Canada. And so we met up there. As we were leaving, I made it very clear that Alina and I love coffee and we were going to get Starbucks before we left. 
uh, jokes went around of, you know, being a basic white girl. <laughs> and uh, it kind of just stuck. So we're the official basic. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good. I like that explanation. That's pretty cool. Yeah, coffee's a must. Yeah, I know. That's uh, I I drink it occasionally, but it's never been something where I'm like, okay, I have to have my coffee this morning, or I'm not going to be able to function. So I've just <laughs> I've I've never experienced that. So maybe I'm I'm glad. I guess I don't know. You'll you'll come to Seattle and you'll need it when you don't have that vitamin D. You gotta have some coffee. Yeah, I mean, I'll drink it for sure, um, you know, but it's not like something that like, oh, I have to have some. Uh, what year is your Forester and, and what trim level is it? So we went with the 2019 uh, and it's the Forester Sport. Okay, and when you bought it, did you buy it new or used? We got it new uh, in 2019 uh, in February. It's actually around her birthday, so this is what years having it mm-hmm. Oh, so you got the car on her birthday too, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, not far from it. Oh, okay. we, we got it new just because we were looking at, or at least I was looking at used ones. Alina's more towards get new all the time. I was looking at the used ones just to see what they have. And there wasn't enough of a price difference to justify not spending a little bit more. I mean, they hold their value. Yeah. And so what was it, what was it that made you, or I guess, uh, influence your decision to buy a Subaru and then why the Forester? Uh, well, the Forester, I'll, t- I'll let Alina answer why we got the Forester. I would say Subaru, um, so previously I had a Camry and it was 10 years old. And so I was kind of like, I was ready for a change. And um, along with that, the my previous car was a hand-me-down from my family. So I was like, I kind of want this to be the not the purpose, but this to be the reason for me to actually choose what car I want to drive. And with where we're parking our car right now, we parked right up next to a curb. And with a Camry, it was a lot harder to get in and out of the driver's side being right up next to a curb. So I definitely wanted a more of an SUV type of vehicle. And my parents had actually recently bought a Subaru Outback, I think it's a 2018 and they loved it. They treated that car like it was their baby. And so they and I were like, oh, interesting. And we actually got the chance to drive it a couple of times when it was um, snowing over here. And my mom just felt more comfortable with us taking the wheel. So after that experience and just having a really good experience with the cars, um, some people that we know that own Subarus all love them. It kind of just happened where we're like, why don't we just look at Subaru? And Looking at a couple of different models, I definitely wanted something a little bit larger, and so the Forester definitely appealed to me as the model to go with. Yeah, I remember when we were talking, the Outback was just a little too big, and with your parents having it, I mean, you can't get the same car. (laughs) No, you Uh, can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, we were already around that time planning. We'd already been engaged, Mm -hmm. so we knew that within the distant future, who knows when, but kids are going to be coming and the dogs and space is a must. So the cross track was definitely out as far as that. The force just kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good decision. I mean, it has, there. you know, there's always a reason behind getting a particular car um, and a particular brand. So that's, that's good. I like that. So, uh, and before you owned your Forester, I mean, I know you said you had the Instagram page for your dogs, but did you ever imagine that you would, have a car that you would have an Instagram page for? Because I know I sure didn't. 
Not really. Not really. I mean, I don't think it was too far out of my imagination because, like you said, we already had the dog page. Um, I didn't imagine that I would have one anytime soon. I've seen other people that had them. Like, I think I followed a couple Toyota pickup truck ones already and uh, Ford Ranger ones and all that. Just off-road vehicles and then a few other sports car ones. But yeah. I always imagined that was just a very specific, like a niche kind of thing. But it's it's way bigger than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Subaru aside, which is a huge community, I, I didn't think that the car community was this big separate from, you know, meetups and the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Same for me. I mean, I, you know, I see around here, there's not too many or if any Subarus that are modded out, but there's plenty of trucks. So I didn't know that this Subaru community existed. Well, out here, there's a lot of Subarus. And I think the farther out you get from Seattle, there's a lot of trucks, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different here. I mean, because I live in the suburbs of Houston, and it's just, there's, um, you know, there's not much. I mean, I, I see Subarus driving around occasionally, and they're just pretty much daily drivers and I've connected with some people in the Houston area, but I think I might, you know, I'm, I'm just doing it because I found this community and I saw what people are doing and I thought it was cool. And I've always liked things that are kind of different, you know, and not the norm. And, but I I never would have imagined that I would be putting decals and wanting to do stuff to my car. I mean, every car I've had before is just like, well, it's just a car. I like it, but it's just, to get me around, but this one is way different this time. Yeah, I feel that because the decal thing, I've I've always not been a fan of decals on cars. Now, you know, you always have those really old, um, I think Forrester is one of them. You always see like really old, small SUVs with nothing but plastered stickers on the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I think of decals, I think of that. <laughs> you know, like the coexist stickers and stuff. It's just a bunch of that stuff. And I'm like, that's too much. How can you see? But, you know, seeing, for instance, you know, Janet Eccentric Designs, all the stuff that she has, it's it's given me a new outlook on that, I say. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of what you see is just like, it's almost like people just throw up a bunch of random stickers. I mean, I'm sure they're stickers <laughs> that mean something to them, but, yeah. you know, they're not they're not decals. And, and they're usually like, especially if it's older, they're peeling and they're faded and they're just all over the place. And it, you know, it looks tacky. And, I mean, it's them being you know, expressive with their car and with their stickers and everything. And so now I kind of get it owning, you know, my car and having decals on it. I I get it more than I did before, but yeah, it's just, it's definitely something new. (laughs) It's a whole new trip though. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what, what all do y'all have on your car as far as mods and decals? Uh, So for mods and decals, uh, we wrote a list down here. Well, for the decals, uh, obviously we got to have the rugged rear sticker. We got to have that, right? Of course. We're part of the family. Um, I have the, speaking of the centric designs, we got the reflector overlays and a couple more on order uh, for overlays in general. The emblem overlays I got before uh, we actually met, you know, New Eccentric Designs. I got it from a company called, I think it was like Orsini or something like that. And I think that was probably the first mod that we actually did. Yeah, that was, was actually the first one. Yeah, where the emblem overlays. We got that. We got the uh, cold air intake by AEM. Okay. That was a hard one because 
we I looked everywhere for cold air intakes. My buddy, he's got a Tacoma with the cold air intake, and the noise is awesome. We just got that <laughs> low rumble whenever you accelerate. Yeah. And everyone that I saw for the Subaru was like kind of a custom build, and I didn't know if I trusted that. So they were actually the only ones, at least to my research at the time, that made it for Subaru. Now, do they uh, make it? We got the, oh, sorry. Do they make it just for the Forester, or do they make ones for all different models? I didn't look far enough to see other ones. I know they had other options on there. I think they probably make it for the Crosstrek for sure. And I know I did see like a WRX or an STI on there. Because now you've got me curious. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it. I'll tell you, when you're driving and you put that thing to the floor, it's got a good noise to it. It'll make you waste a lot of gas. <laughs> I was going to say, that is one thing we've noticed with Zane, especially driving and him wanting to hear the cooler intake. Yeah, like has actually been a little bit more pricey for us recently. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely definitely a drain, but hey, I'll pay for it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, then the wheels and the tires. Um, when we first got those, I got the black and silver ones. I don't know why. <laughs> they didn't look good. Uh, so then Alina, after some serious convincing, she said, no, we need to go all black. And so we swapped them out, and all black is what we have, and we're not changing that, that, that color scheme. So how, how soon after you bought, bought, bought the Forester did you get new wheels and tires? Oh, what, like 15,000 miles a few months? Not long. And so here's a question I have because I've been curious about this and I, I didn't even it didn't really hit me until yesterday. I mean, I, I, it's crossed my mind before, but I've never thought to ask. What do you do with your uh, original wheels and tires? I actually just sold them. Like literally yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we, had them, we had them sitting around for a while and I put them up on like OfferUp and Facebook Market and not a lot of people looking for specific Subaru tires. Yeah. Um, but I ran across this guy, his family just bought a, like a 2018 Outback and has the same lug pattern and he wanted the all black wheels cause that's what they come with. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we barely use the tires. This is what we're asking. Came to a deal and sold them. It was, it was pretty easy and pretty seamless once we found someone to buy them. Otherwise they were just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I figured that's probably what people did, but you know, it, I wasn't wasn't really sure. So it's like, do you just have them sitting around? Does the dealership take them back? What's you know what happens with them? That's a good question. <laughs> I should have asked the dealership if they'd give me new wheels and tires instead of having to <laughs> try to sell them. <laughs> we can help somebody else out now. Oh yeah, they're gonna look good on that Outback. Where were we at? The uh, the mods. We got a few. I mean, we got tail light tint. Um, I did a a tint over the the um, the indicators on the mirrors just because. It looks better with it being kind of seamless, all black. Oh, that's cool. We all, we also have the uh, the ready lift, uh, two inch spacer lift kit. Okay. And then the ditch lights. Those ones we got on Amazon. They're pretty sweet. I mean, we got a bunch. It's it's a long list. With all of your mods, have you done these yourself, or did you have somebody else do them, or did you are a mixture? I was. It was me mainly. The only thing that I didn't actually have a hand in doing it was the wheels and tires. Okay. But uh, the lift, my buddy, also my best man, he he helped me do that. That took like, I think, six or seven hours to do. Um, and then everything else I did myself. And I kind of made a point to do that 
mainly because I needed tools anyway. So I was just going to buy tools that I needed for the job specifically as we went along. Yeah. That's good to have tools for sure. Oh yeah. But we live in an apartment that has not enough storage. So they're just sitting here. Yeah. I I hear you. With the, uh, with the ready lift, how was that doing that install? Was it, I mean, I know it was time consuming obviously, but was it, uh, difficult? It wasn't terrible. I mean, most of what it was is just making sure you, like, you had to have a floor jack, obviously, and some jack stands, and just figuring out how to get it in installed. Following the instructions was key. I couldn't take the normal, you know, manly approach of, I don't need the instructions. (laughs) There was no way I was doing that. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, we did that. I'd say it's a relatively easy thing, but to anyone who wants to do that, Definitely, if you don't feel confident, don't do it. My buddy had actually done a lift before like that on a, I think it was like a Jeep. Uh, like a Jeep Renegade or something like that. Like one of the, their smaller SUVs. Uh, so he had some previous experience. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it myself. Yeah, that's good. Now, did did you get the, um, did you do the t- wheels and tires first and then the lift? Or did you do it all at once? We did the lift first because it cost less than the wheels and tires. It yeah. was like three, four hundred bucks for that. Okay. Um, and then we rode around a while and we realized the need for new tires. Yeah. Plus, you know, it looks good with new wheels and tires and maybe get something a little bit bigger for to accommodate for the lift and just to, the overall ride and off-road ability. We, we actually have this little debate of we're going to be getting newer wheels and tires because if you look at it at a certain <laughs> angle, it looks like it's got baby shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by baby shoes? Yeah, I'm really not happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say, like, even for me, like, I'm I'm happy with all the mods Zane has done. I mean, we obviously we talk about what mods we want to do together, and he's all he's the one who actually executes it. But for some reason, the wheels and tires is just we cannot get <laughs> get it right. I don't know. I'm hoping this next go around, we're going to nail it and we'll be good for hopefully a couple years. But, you know. I mean, like we said earlier, it's still going to be that all black theme. It's just a matter of what tires we decide and what wheels. We kind of haven't picked out, but we're not sure. So, how do you mean that it looks like baby shoes? <laughs> well, I post photos specifically that doesn't show that. <laughs> But if you look straight from the side view, like uh-huh. I don't participate in Side Shot Saturday too much because of this. <laughs> if you look from the side view, uh, the wheels, there's a lot of space in the wheel well. And if you look at other accounts, they, they fill that space. And have you ever seen the big trucks that drive around where they got these tiny wheels? And yes. Sky-dropped? Yeah, that's what I feel like our car looks like right now. <laughs> Come on, y'all! You should you should do a you know. Oh, once you get the other ones, then you should do like a baby wheels picture, and then be like, okay, not for much longer. We got new wheels and tires, everybody. I'll have to now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you talked about it. Now people are going to want to see it. I know. Yeah, I'm going to get a lot of comments on that, especially from the crew. <laughs> yeah. All right, they're gonna. That's going to be your new nickname. What's up, baby wheels? <laughs> do not tag that please it's okay with basic not baby wheels or baby shoes i guess baby shoes yeah uh, there, were there any uh diy mods that you've done or is it all like um 
just like manufacturer bought mods? Oh yeah, all of them are manufactured and purchased. The only one that was really DIY in that aspect was the uh, taillight tent. I bought the tent online, and then I, you know, heated it, cut it, and put it on there. Everything else is pretty much pre-made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then same with the fog light tint too. We did add a um, amber colored vinyl on top of there. Yeah, and it looks way yellow in comparison to the amber color that you'll see on the pictures. So, what is the? I guess what's the benefit and reason for putting like the tint over the lights uh so up here as you've seen we have a lot of snow in the mountains so whenever we want to go up there if at any time it is blizzarding white lights are going to be terrible with snow Uh, because you won't be able to see it'll be like trying to shine your brights and and fog yeah okay So, so having them yellow helps you see okay yeah, I was just, I didn't know. I see that, you know, people do that a lot, and now, now that makes sense. And sometimes I think it's just a look, too. Yeah, exactly. I, the reason we try to get it more orange-looking was to get it closer to the uh, Subaru Forester Sport orange, but it comes out yellow. Yeah, so other than your um, original wheels that you, not like the original ones that came with it, but your first set of wheels that you got and decided to get the other ones, and now the baby shoes, are there any mods that you were like, got that you put it on or whatever? And you're like, mm, I'm not so sure about that. Let's, let's switch it up and take that off and do something different. So definitely baby shoes. And I think I got to redo the taillight tent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, only because, and again, I post photos where you don't see this. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, at the, so I only did the reflector part. So if you look at our taillights and you see the red portion and then you see the, the white portion mm-hmm. or the tinted portion, I, I, I did not do the red. Okay. But yeah. that connection piece there, it's kind of fraying off because I don't think I let it adhere properly. So that's definitely on the list. But outside of that, not really anything. That's good, yeah. So when when you first bought the Forester was and you were thinking about it, I'm, did you already kind of have a list of things that you wanted to do, or was it because I know you said you were following some other accounts and you know Toyotas and stuff, but did you have did you start compiling a list of like oh I want to do this this and this you know with the Forester and then was there like one mod that you're like okay if anything we have to do that and you know if we can't do anything else for a while that's one that we have to do. We bought it. I think Lane can attest to this. We actually had no intentions of doing any kind of modifications to it. I had plans of like, so I had an Acura beforehand, and I wanted to mod that thing out, but that got totaled. So I had plans of either getting a truck or something like that later on. I think our intentions for the Subaru was just to be a weather-capable vehicle. Yeah, it was primarily um, just going to be my daily driver. And we were okay with that. We didn't really look into, you know, mods or anything specifically, especially right after we purchased it, just because we're like, oh, you know, it's very capable as is. Why do we need to, you know, add any mods to it? And I would definitely say with COVID and the pandemic, that has actually thrown us into researching a little bit more um, into mods and especially following more car counts and everything. It really got us a lot more interested. But I think it kind of started after um, Zane and I went on our bachelor bachelorette parties. Yeah, so my buddy, and I keep mentioning him, Sarab, he he owns uh, Tacoma PNW. A little plug there. Oh, okay. He's 
he uh, he's the one who kind of inspired us to do anything. Because he's got the tires and the lift, and he's got the ditch lights, the same ones that we have. We just have the updated version of them, uh, and a lot of stuff like that. And we went for the bachelor slash bachelorette party. We say that because we went to the same space, but we got a different uh, Airbnb than they did. Okay. Ours was called the frat house for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we actually rented out dune buggies and went to the dunes in um, Florence, I believe is where it is, in Oregon. So we drove out that and had a lot of fun. And then one day we decided to go in his truck. Mm-hmm. And Alita tagged along because we had extra space. Yeah. And I was able to just kind of sneak away from my bachelorette party at the time. And I was like, I'm going to go <laughs> hang out with the boys. They have room for me in their truck. I'm That's just going to cool. hop in. Way to go. Runaway <laughs> <So>. bride. <laughs> One second she was there, the next she was gone. Yeah. I don't know what I- Where did she go? <laughs> so then we went up into the dunes with his truck, and it was it was awesome. We enjoyed it. We're like, okay, yep, we're going to definitely start changing the Forester. Yep. And I think that's where our love for mods and, you know, the start of pretty much the Seattle Fozzie kind of came to be. It was like March, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know, I know you said that you got the, uh, like, the decal or the um, logo overlays. And oh, yeah. And then, so it's kind of like your first quote-unquote mod, but what was like the first like physical piece that you put on on the uh, Forester? It was that. It was the front emblem overlay. Okay. That was the first thing we put on. So, but uh, I mean... I like, wanted to put... What was that? No, like, but I mean like besides that, besides like a decal, what, what was the first thing that you put on there? You know, because like you have wheels and tires and then you have, you know, I guess I, I guess anything bigger is what I'm, is what I'm asking. Oh, it was the lift. Okay. The lift was the next thing. We did that. Oh, I don't know when that was. We had the account. I think it was one of our first posts. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy's like, you need you need clearance. And I was like, yeah, but that's expensive. So we did some research and he found ready lift and it was a more affordable but still very reliable one. And we put it on. Uh, and then after that, we're like, okay, tires. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd say shortly after that, it'd probably be the roof basket and then the and then the ditch light. Yeah, roof basket was the same day. Yeah. Which I still need to put the extension on for that because it looks too small up there. Baby basket, too. Baby <laughs> shoes and baby basket. Baby theme going on here. Right now. Are there other mods that you're wanting to add to the car? I mean, I know you said that you're going to want to redo the uh, baby shoes, but are there any other mods that you're <laughs> like, oh, we? I mean, like, do you have a list now, basically, of other things that you're still wanting to do? We're looking at a smaller version of the list, one that's more acceptable on a podcast. <laughs> I'm literally going to read it off. So I'd say um, I'm not going to go through the full list, but a couple of ones that I'm pretty excited about, um, getting some rooftop lights. I know Zane wants to kind of keep this a surprise from the crew, but we have an idea for lights that we want to install on the Forester that. It's a little bit different from what you see on other Subaru pages um, that they install. So, excited for that. And I'm not going to say what so Zane doesn't kill me um, and ruin the surprise. So, um, (laughs) sorry. Um, And then next would probably be a hidden bumper and a winch. So, this is something that Zane has actually been talking to me about um, what we want to do with the front bumper. If we want to look into doing like a custom bumper or just a hidden bumper. And I think just for 
now, because um, we don't see, as of right now, a need for a real custom bumper for the Forester. So just a hidden bumper with a winch would probably make do um, until at least Zane gets whatever car he wants to get and he can totally trick it out with all custom bumpers <laughs> and whatever he wants. Yeah. And then we got like a skid plate. That's definitely something we want to do. Uh, we haven't done that yet. Um, I got to figure out how that will work with our intake to make sure that we don't suck up water. Oh get, yeah. We love puddles. <laughs> yeah. That's important to stay out of the water and uh, getting that in your engine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm driven through rivers. So <laughs> I got to make sure that I'm not doing too much. <laughs> yeah. Just get a snorkel. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that might be something we have to do. Uh, rooftop tent is definitely high on the list. Yes, I want one so bad. Those are awesome. I, it's so nice. I mean, I, I wish we could do it, you know, just for, you know, camping in the spring and summer. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so much easier. Let's see. Uh, just a couple more. Uh, the switches for the lights. Once we get all those lights on, I want to do a wireless switch. Uh Dorothy Ninja Outback, she's got one specifically that I'm probably going to end up getting. I can't remember the name or brand of it, but that thing is sweet. Yeah, uh, that's cool. And then lastly, a battery to support all the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do you get like a separate battery for that, or do you get a larger battery that has more capacity? There's two things we're considering. So uh, we are thinking of maybe doing dual batteries uh, with a circuit board. Uh, just in case we want to have the lights on when the car's not running. Yeah, okay. Uh, or just doing a larger, maybe like a diehard battery. Yeah, that's good. So uh, other... That's about it. I mean, there's a bunch more, but... Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to go through the whole list. Uh, <laughs> um so I know you said that your buddy was with the uh, truck was kind of your influence for wanting to do stuff for the Forester, but are there um, other accounts that you follow that kind of influence things that you want to do with um, with Fozzie? Yeah, uh, so I'll talk about the, the actual Subaru Forester ones that we follow. Uh, very famous, like EJC Ride. Yeah. Love his stuff. Uh, and then SK9 Forester Whitaker. I mean, the name alone, why would you not follow him? <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome name. <laughs> I mean, it's sweet, but um, I like him because of the custom bumper that he did. I don't know if I would go that route as far as what I do, but it's really cool because I've never seen that on any other Forester, at least of that, that body. Yeah, and I would say for me, I actually, so I let Zane kind of look into and research the Forester Subaru-specific talent, but... For me, I kind of like to dabble in the, what the other guys are kind of doing. So um, I like to follow Edward Shin. So he, I mentioned him earlier, but he owns a Toyota Tundra. He does has a ton of modifications. Um, and specifically, he actually did a wrap recently. And he actually put the wrap on all by himself, filmed the entire thing. And so it's definitely something that Zane and I are going to consider possibly doing ourselves, uh, mainly Zane. That Zane's going to be doing. Whether it's (laughs) nice looking or poor looking, Zane's doing it. I might recruit Dakota to help me if I can. (laughs) So that's definitely something we're looking into possibly doing once we get enough pinstripes in our paint. Um, And then another one that I like to follow, uh, Mammoth Forerunners. So I've actually been obsessed with um um he just he for me i would say he's sort of the goal 
for me just because of all the mods he's already done on his vehicle. It just it's the look that I kind of want to go for for our vehicle. Obviously, there's going to be some changes just with our own personal style and what we can do with our Forester. But I um, love seeing his stuff um, and all the different mods that he has. It just gives us really great ideas for things to consider. And you said that's a forerunner. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's a massive forerunner. Well, this is a, a Subaru podcast, so I'm going to have to cut all that out. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's it's cool. I see. I see. Like I said earlier, I don't really. I don't see any Subarus around here that have any kind of mods or anything, uh, except for a rooftop basket. That's pretty much the extent of it. But I see. Like I notice trucks a lot more now. I'll see. Well, trucks and Jeeps. You know, I'll see like big Tundras or Tacomas, uh, Forerunners, and I'll see Jeeps. And so now just seeing all these Subaru accounts and other accounts too, um, you know, I, I'll see like a truck that's all modded out driving by with ditch lights and, you know, light bars and a rooftop basket and, you know, recovery tracks and like things that I've learned about since I've owned my car and followed other accounts that I would have had no idea what they were before. And I'm like, man, it just looks so cool. And I bet they have fun with that. Do you plan on ever getting like ditch lights or recovery tracks or anything like that? Yeah, at some point. But I mean, I live in Houston and so it sucks here. There's like nowhere to go um, unless you drive at least two and a half hours. And I mean, there's a place that's north of Houston that I've, I've talked about before on, on the podcast called um, Cheeseburger Loop. And I drove about maybe less than a quarter of it, but it, it's supposed mm-hmm. to have some areas that are kind of fun but then also out in west texas there's like um some trails out there that are a little more challenging and so i mean i guess the only reason to have ditch lights would be if you're driving late at night correct and you need to see yeah yeah that's true so i mean i could see having them for the trail uh the cheeseburger loop trail um, because it's a long trail. It's like a five hour trail, I think. And oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's huge. Um, and so I could see having it for that, um, you know, and maybe a gas can and a rooftop basket oh, yeah. for some stuff. There's, yeah, the, yeah gas there's, cans are going to be important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then there's a, there is a park, an off-road park here in Houston or north of Houston that, is uh, mostly for like ATVs and and bigger things because there's a lot of sand there. And so I would want to get a compressor and some kind of recovery tracks or something if I go back there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think things will come eventually. Right now I'm sticking with um, just the decals because it's, it's easy <laughs> and less expensive and it's a really good way to help personalize a car. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the easiest way to do it. And it's, it, doesn't take a lot of installation skills. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice. Cause then it, you know, it makes it stand out and makes it different. And I, I really like that because now I want it to stand out and I want it to be different for sure. Of course. So do you have any advice to somebody who wants to get started modding out their car? Like as far as maybe something to start with or places to, you know, consider people to talk to you or whatever. I don't know about places considering that we, I mean, I've done it all myself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely lean on people on Instagram. I mean, Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform, YouTube that you're on, there's, there's people out there that are doing it, especially like for an area like you, where there's not a lot of cars that are doing it. 
uh, that's just mainly big trucks and stuff. Um, and then taking it slow. I mean, it's okay to not do it right away. I mean, we went pretty fast on what we're doing just because we had the means to do it. Um, but I always tell people, like, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're going to keep the car for a long time if you're willing to modify it. And another thing that I didn't even think about uh, until just now is be ready to take a saw to the car. <laughs> There's going to be times that you're going to need to do that, like the the, uh, the winch and the hidden bumper that we're going to do. I'm going to have to cut this bumper open. Yeah. <laughs> Surgery time. Be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think at that point, I mean, if you're, if you're thinking about things like that, then you've got to be like, okay to do some real modifications to your car, you know? Serious modifications. <laughs> yeah. So once it gets and to I that point. As well that I feel like adding mods to your car, is kind of an ongoing project, you know, like I don't think that, there will be a time where Zane and I will ever be satisfied. And if we are, it'll be a pretty short period of time. And then we're going to be excited about the next mod we see and wanting to add it to our own vehicle. Um, so that, I think that's what kind of fun is that you can make a decision and decide, for example, going back to our baby wheels, <laughs> make a decision and you like it, but then, you know, you have the freedom to change that, change your mind and, you know, try out different things and different modifications. And I think that's what's really fun about this is just you don't have to, you know, stick to one decision. You can change it, change it up, whatever mood you're feeling, you can do it. Being that you live <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest and you're part of the Rugged Roo crew, I mean, do y'all feel, I mean, do y'all kind of realize like, hey, we're like very fortunate to live here and, you know, this is cool that it's a part of our life because not everybody else has this. You know, I mean, like, do you not take it for granted? Oh, we, we definitely use every bit of it. Um, we, we do think about that, too, because, I mean, I drive two hours east and I'm in the mountains. You know, we drive two hours south and we're on a beach that we can drive on legally. It's a, it's a state highway. You know, we, we drive anywhere and there's there's mud, there's puddles that we love, there's uh, snow. And, I mean, it's, it's awesome. You go over the pass, and it's essentially a desert. We have just about everything that you can have out here. Yeah, that's that's really cool because then you can really, you have terrain in all directions to really put your car to the test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have uh, roads and highways, so it does a pretty good <laughs> job on those. But I uh, I try to find some spots here and there when I can to just, like, because, I, I mean, I bought my car specifically because I wanted the ability to go off-road. And uh, so it's okay. like I'm hunting those those places, you know. <laughs> we'll just come up here. Join us. We'll yeah, I'm, I may have to take a road trip, a really long road trip. <laughs> Very long road trip. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I may end up doing that some summer because my my son would love to go. He's He loves mountains. I mean, they got to see mountains for the first time a few summers ago. And um, we went to Arizona, went to um, Flagstaff, and then the summer after that, we went to Colorado. So had two summers of mountains in a row. So that was really cool and a lot of fun. So do y'all have like a favorite um, like run that you've done or I guess trails or drive? Uh, yeah, I'd say there's one. We've been on it twice. So the first ever drive that we did after getting the lift because we didn't do any off-roading until we got that lift. No reason why, we just didn't. Uh, and then one day I was like, let's go out. 
and I found this place online. It's up near Snoqualmie in Washington. Uh, it's called Lennox Creek. Uh, it's pretty easy terrain at the time, um, and that's where we actually drove over the river. And it was awesome. I mean, it's beautiful all the way up there. It's fun. It's busy, but not so busy that you're always having to pull over to the side. Um, and then you got where we came back, and um, we brought the crew. So I think it was, it was uh, Ninja Outback, uh, Oli Extract, um, and a few others. We actually met someone there that is now a part of the crew, which was kind of fun. Yeah, And there was cool. a lot more... A lot more mud, a lot more rain, and we went through, and it was even more fun that time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So do y'all have, do y'all have like, an ultimate bucket list road trip or trail that y'all would like to go on? You really? So I would say not necessarily a road trip, but just, like, a destination. Um, I definitely want to visit the Salt Flats in Utah. Yeah. Um, it would definitely be a road trip for us to get our vehicle down there from Seattle, but... I've just seen so many images, so many videos of vehicles, people just, you know, having a grand old time on the salt flats. Um, and I definitely think that that's something that, you know, if we don't do ourselves, maybe we even, you know, go with the crew if everyone's available. I think that'd be an awesome trip for us to have. But I do know that Zane has some big dreams on his ultimate destination for us. I don't know if I'd be bringing the Suru here, but I would love to be able to. I would need modifications like uh, SK9 Forest and Whitaker. Like, I would love to go to Dubai and their dunes. Yeah. They're massive. And my buddy raves about them because he's from there. And that, that's, I mean, that's way, like, probably impossible to bring the forest to there, but I would love to go there. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that would be fun for sure. So go on, speaking of your mods, um, is like, how did you base your decision on the brands that you chose for your mods? I would say it had a lot to do with us obviously doing a lot of research, but for me, I would say just seeing the reviews and feedback that you can find online of, you know, people who have purchased that mod or those lights or that basket, what are they saying about it? Um, at the end of the day, I think Zane and I really look for products that are reliable and will last us a while. So we're okay if it means us having to spend a couple extra bucks um, for a product that we know will work and will last us a really long time. Yeah. And then there's the other side of that with the crew. You know, we'll lean on them now for decisions too. Like, you know, Brian Lipke. I mean, he, he's he got the most modded out vehicle in the super family <laughs> that I've ever seen. I know he's got a lot of ideas. I know Dakota's going to have a lot of ideas. And anybody really who's done modifications, leaning on them is going to be a big thing for us to moving forward. I mean. Yeah. And it's good to have those resources there, um, you know, of people to, you know, ask questions. And, and I mean, so far I haven't come across anybody, you know, unless they have like a really, really big account. And I'm, you know, maybe they just don't have time, but I mean, there's, everybody's been super helpful. Everybody's been very friendly and very engaging and, uh, you know, willing to, and excited to talk about Subaru stuff. So, I mean, and now I, you know, I'm the more and more I'm doing this, the more I'm getting it, you know, it's like, yeah, these people, they love their cars and, uh, I get it because I love mine. I mean, I, you know, a lot of times I'll any excuse just to go drive it. So I just want to be in it and, and, you know, even if it's just going to the store, it's like, I just love being in my car. 
Yeah, it's the same. Like that saying that everyone says online is if you don't turn around and look at it, then you don't have the right car. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it like I'll do like three or four takes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do it. I do it all the time. And uh, yeah, it's just like I'll, I'll be walking out from the store looking at it, and I'm just like, there it is. It looks good. And it's kind of you know, and I it's I see like other. Subarus or other, um, I guess, cross tracks out on the road, and like I just feel like mine looks better than all the other ones <laughs> because it does, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny because you know, when you're talking about uh, being in your vehicle and seeing everyone else's and explaining that you would have an Instagram for your car, like we were talking about <laughs> earlier, and you take pictures of your car, yeah, has got to be the weirdest <laughs> interaction I ever had. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, I take pictures of my car and put them online. What? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I know. What do you this... mean? Well, people like the photos. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and I have, I get these challenges, you know, like rear end challenge or side shot challenge or whatever. And I, there's not a whole lot of places around here that I can go that are secluded because it's like, I don't want to go in the middle of like an outdoor shopping center that has like a really cool backdrop. And then I'm kneeling in the middle of the street trying to get the perfect (laughs) shot of my car as people are probably looking at me like, what is this weirdo doing? Taking a picture of his car. Yeah, You got to have no shame. (laughs) I'm, I'm getting there. You got to grow that muscle of like, I don't care if you're looking at me. This car is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't think so, too bad. You don't own a Subaru. (laughs) Um, So do do you go camping in your car or with your car? We plan to do it a bunch more. Um, Alina hasn't done it yet. I did it once. So the night before our wedding, uh, we went out to uh, Eastern Washington or Central Washington. It's called the Gorge Amphitheater. Okay. Um, Hold a lot of concerts and stuff there, but there's an area nearby where it's like empty area open for random camping. You don't have to pay. You don't have to do anything. There's always people there. So I brought myself, Jacob, my brother, and Sarab my best man we all went out there and camped overnight and it was awesome all i had was an air mattress that fits inside the car and jacob had a tent that sarab brought and sarab had the rooftop tent which i was jealous about yeah nice (laughs) but it was nice i mean we definitely plan to do it much 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 more so how was it sleeping in the back of your car well, I realized that I definitely need those side visors that they have mm-hmm. for ventilation. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, I was gonna say because when I woke up, man, it was it was like a like it was hot boxing <laughs> or something. Windows are all foggy. <laughs> oh yeah, and I mean, I, I guarantee you, I was breathing through my mouth because I was definitely drunk when I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and know. I woke up and it's just wet windows. Yeah, and I'm wondering if there's any kind of, like, mesh that you can put over those gaps, you know, just, like, inside, so that you don't at least, so you can get air, but not any, you know, bugs, because I was thinking about that, too. That's a good good thing you bring up. We were watching one of the videos from Edward Chin, and he had someone who I think had a RAV4, and they just bought this mesh that they put over the door itself. Yeah. And it covered the entire window, and then they just shut it. So the window was open, but it was mesh. Okay, yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about getting, uh, I want to get those at some point, like the little window shade things or covers. And 
and for camping. So we're going camping in April for our family camping trip. And I'm planning to sleep in the back of the car. But I was thinking about that. Like, I would want to have the windows down some, but not have bugs get in there. Right. That's tricky. Where would you be going camping? Um, I can't remember the exact place. What it's, I think it's Inks Lake in uh, somewhere here in Texas. It's my uh, my stepbrother and his wife. They they always end up planning it for us or picking the spot because they go camping a lot. And so, you know, we'll we'll like throw some place out, and they're like, "No, that's a crappy place." You know, they know where the good spots are, and you know that are really good for camping, which is nice. But sometimes it's places that are like four hours away. So that's kind of hard to do sometimes if we, you know, but I can't, if I can't get out there until Saturday, it's like, I don't want to drive all the way out there on Saturday and then not be able to be there for very long. And then have to come back on Sunday. So they go on Thursday and I'm probably going to go on Friday because it's going to be good Friday and my son will have off and I'll just take the day off. Nice. With your, uh, all the terrain that you have around you with snow and, you know, trying to drive through the ocean, I mean the river, and um, you have, uh, you know, mud and everything. Are there any places that you drove to where you were like, mm, I don't know about this. This is a little iffy. I'm not sure if we should try to go through this. Yeah, well, there's one specifically that comes to mind. Uh, with the crew, we went up to Mount Rainier. I think Dorothy had talked about going up here. I don't know. But we went up to Mount Rainier, and it was pretty narrow. Not to mention we had like 10 or 15 Subarus with us. <laughs> that's a big good... enough crew. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's obviously social distancing and wearing masks. But we were we went up there and there was it was kind of icy and snowy. And in front of us there was a couple trucks and a jeep. I think one of them was in a ditch. The other ones were sliding around trying to keep themselves from getting in the ditch. So obviously we didn't want to get stuck in that. So we all decided to turn around. Now again, 10 to 15 cars doing <laughs> 15 to 20 point turns. Yeah. Not super safe. Uh, there was actually one point where and I didn't catch this until after, but we were probably an inch or half an inch away from a, our front right tire going off. Oh, that's and scary. It was scary. And it, uh, I, I probably pooped my pants. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that would be terrifying, especially if you're, seeing other you know vehicles sliding around on some ice because i mean you just once that happens you can't really stop that it's just it just goes yeah it's just trying to maintain where you go yeah so what is your favorite terrain to drive through uh well we just went on one i think this is this this is one of my new favorites these new places yeah i would say one of our favorites now is actually from a um surprise birthday party that Zane actually threw for me this past weekend on Saturday, actually, with the rest of the Rugged Brew Crew team, and we went to Ocean Shores, which is about a two-and-a-half-hour drive um, away from us, and it at Ocean Shores, you're actually allowed to bring your cars on the beach and drive on the sand. Um, you know, most of the time when it comes to beaches, you have to park your car, and then you have to walk the rest of the way in the sand, but... Yeah. On Ocean Shores, they actually have it as a state highway, so you're allowed to drive your vehicle on there. Um, and so we actually had some fun uh, this past weekend driving on the sand. And what was really nice is that although it was raining, surprise, surprise, <laughs> um, it actually was perfect conditions because then the sand was 
wet and it was compact and it made driving on it super easy. If we had gone in, you know, let's say spring or summer, then we would have had to watch out a little bit more just with soft sand and the um, possibility of getting stuck. Yeah. So I definitely have to say Ocean Shore is probably one of the top ones for me. Do you have a preference of like whether you enjoy driving through mud or snow better? Uh, I feel obligated to say mud because there's puddles. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would probably, I mean, even then, I'd probably still prefer mud because snow, it, 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 until you're in it, it's hard to tell whether it's super icy or not. We're still looking for a trail that has really good powdery snow that's, you know, pretty easy for us to drive through. A lot of the trails that we've tried, um, you know, driving on have ended up being icy. And that's just something that we can't really predict, you know. Sometimes the trails are more powdery, so it's easier for us to drive through. Other times it's more icy, so it's just a little bit more dangerous. So when you when you bought your um, when you bought Fozzie, was black the color that you were set on, or were you considering other colors too? I don't think there was any consideration. We looked at the sport trim specifically because it had that black and orange. Yeah, that's nice. But uh, if there was another color we'd consider, maybe white. I know I would have liked silver, but Alina doesn't really care for silver. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really, I don't know, just with the specific Forester Sport orange, I didn't really like the way that it went with the silver or even the blue. So I'd say probably for me, um, definitely leaning towards the black and the white versions. Yeah, the black with that orange definitely looks really good. I like that. Good choice. Yeah, just look. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So do you have do you have like five essentials that you keep in your car when you're out um, going out on trails? No, there's two different lists. There's Alina's and there's mine. I'll oh. let Alina go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was fair to separate out the list just because I feel like mine is definitely more for I would say the everyday driver. Um, Zane's definitely more for you know any off road stuff that he thinks would be necessary to bring along. Um, so for me, I would say top one is probably chapstick. Um, no one likes chapped lips, especially when you're driving. So that's an essential for me. Um, next, I would say sunscreen. And that's actually more so for Zane than me. Tasty boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially just like with your left arm in the summer when you're wearing you know, a t-shirt or a tank top and you're going for those long drives, you don't really notice. And then you end up with an uneven tan. That's um, yeah. two different skin <laughs> So um, definitely sunscreen. And then um, next couple ones, I feel like they're pretty um, self-explanatory. So napkins, you never know when there's going to be a spill, when you want to snack, um, anything like that. Um, I put down our dogs. I would say dogs are essential for us, um, especially when we do go on longer drives. I think it's nice to kind of have like a little companion with you. Um, we went on a drive a little bit ago in the snow and just being able to let the dog experience the snow because it had not snowed in Seattle, but there was snow up, up in the mountains. Um, and just seeing the excitement on their face kind of, you know, just made Zane and I kind of grin and smile and, yeah. you know, kind of made it feel like, oh, this is fun, you know, having a really good time there. Um, and everybody loves cute dogs. Exactly, exactly. All of for course. the gram, you know? <laughs> um, and then last but not least for me, I'd say hair tie. 
Um, windy conditions, rainy conditions, you never know. A hair tie comes in handy. If you need a rubber band, if you need something tied, hair tie is very dependable. Yeah, that's a good list. All right, Zane, you're yeah, up. I don't know if I'm hair ties. <laughs> <laughs> Good short hair for me, uh, but my list uh, consists of. I, I, I call them. I, I say actually basic, but you need these. Like first of all, first aid kit. Yeah. I think that goes whether you're off road or not. It's just having that. You get a cut. You get something like that. It's good to have. Um, we bought an air compressor, so you know, going in the sand. We didn't air down this time, but anytime we're like gonna go into loose sand, especially in like the summertime, uh, airing down is important, and you want to be able to air back up. Uh, water, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. It's the same thing as the chapstick. You need to be hydrated. Uh, rats or straps, that's another one. So if we're getting anything, grabbing anything, if we have a cooler or something like that, we can strap it up to the, the basket up top. And then spare jacket. Spare jacket? Yeah, spare jackets. We go to the snow a lot. If I fall in the snow and it gets wet, I want a warm jacket. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. How'd y'all go about putting together the uh, giveaway that you did recently with the brands? Like, how does that kind of get coordinated? I reached out to the Gorilla Off Road Company uh, originally, and I kind of asked him some pointers. He actually helped me out a little bit, but it, you know, just reaching out to a few other brands, you know, Eccentric Designs, uh, reached out to Dorothy for the Rugged Root Crew, uh, and just asked them to throw in some products. You know, could you do this? Could you do that? Um, and it pretty much consisted of pay or like paying shipping. So for the, the stuff that was tangible. Yeah. And then because Jen threw in a gift card, that was really easy just to email that over. Yeah. That's really nice. That's a good, uh, definitely a good feature. And it, it helps. I mean, you know, you want to do that in my opinion, you want to do that for the smaller businesses, uh, to help the local guys if you can, if they're willing to get them a little bit more of an Instagram presence. Yeah, for sure. Especially right now with everything going on, it's good to help out small businesses. Of course. So before I get into my last couple of questions, uh, I want to say that y'all are my first um, couple guests. I feel honored. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what what would you say your favorite thing is about owning a Subaru? And then I guess your favorite thing about being part of the Subaru community. I'll let Alina answer first, and then I'll answer. I would say owning a Subaru, I just feel like it's reliable at the end of the day. Um, I know my car is going to get me anywhere I need to go, but also with whatever weather conditions get thrown at me, I know that my vehicle can get me where I need to go. So I just think it's just really reliable. Um, I mean, I'm a little biased, not going to lie, but have one of the best cars out there right now. So, um, and along with the community, I would say it's just, it's kind of like a second family in a way. Um, I think it was pretty seamless for Zane and I to, you know, everyone on the rugged roof routine, get along with them, talk to them. Obviously we have a common interest, which is our vehicles. But I think outside of that, just being able to, for example, like the surprise party, um, having them come out to surprise me for our birthday and, you know, taking time out of their days to do that. And although, you know, everyone had their Subaru there, it, there's a sense of community that you can't really find anywhere else. And mm-hmm. they're definitely like a second family to us, and we really appreciate them. Yeah, it's, it's really, it, it does feel like a second family. 
and it's corny saying that, you know, hearing it out loud, but the Rugged Root Crew for us at least, and even just the people who are following us on Instagram and we're following them, you know there's, like like Dakota said, there's no real egos in them. Right? You go with, to the Jeep crews or the Toyota crews and all that, and there's these guys who have been doing it for decades who need to have the beefiest mods and everything, and with the Subaru crew, well, you know, we admire the ones that are really, really going for it, there's no shame for the ones who are just staying stopped and, or just doing the minimal stuff because you're still living a good life of the super life and you're part of the community. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I feel that, you know, that I'm not able to do the mods that I want to do very quickly, but I feel very mm-hmm. welcome, even though I don't have all the mods that other people do. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's still a Subaru. You're still a part of the family and even stock. It's a very capable vehicle, which is awesome. Oh yeah, I found some mud that um, it was able to get through very easily. <laughs> so, we are already a part of the rugged room crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have another question that I just thought of actually, and okay. being that you're part of the rugged room crew, and being that you've lived in Seattle, you know, you pretty much your whole lives. And do you would you ever see yourself living anywhere else? I think the one place that we've actually considered separate from here would be Colorado. Yeah. Very similar. A lot of more flat areas, um, but the winters and the summers are pretty dramatic, which is going to be awesome. Um, And it seems, I mean, we have friends over there too. I have an aunt that lives out there, so it's not going to be too far-fetched to live there, but that would be the only other place that I can think of that we would want to go. I mean, I'd love to visit California and go with the crews out there, but I think, Colorado's where we'd be. Yeah, I've been out to Colorado, um, I think maybe three or four times, and it's uh, maybe four or five times, but it's definitely a place that is on the top of my list to live someday. It's just, I, I that was the first place I saw really big mountains because I had been out to San Diego before and I saw, you know, some mountains that are not quite as big. But the first time I went out to Colorado, I was just like totally blown away and I fell in love with mountains. And now it's like, I, and I would used to travel for work, but not so much anymore. But when we would go right. any place that had mountains, I would walk out my hotel door and, or walk out of the hotel and see mountains. And that was just like the most beautiful thing. They're awesome. And I definitely think that's something that, I mean, Zane and I kind of take for granted being up here in Seattle because we're surrounded by, by mountains. I mean, we see Mount Rainier to the south. We see all the Cascades. We see Baker. And I definitely think, like, if Zane and I ever do decide to move or go somewhere else. Um, Gotta have mountains. Yeah. It has to have mountains. Otherwise, I feel like something's going to be missing whenever we look outside. Or just, like, it's weird to not see a mountain. Okay, I got a side note. I lived in Georgia. I think I already said that, but it was flat. Like, it was weird to me that I didn't see any mountains anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, I live, you know, in Houston, I've lived here my whole, my whole life and it's very flat here. And so when I go somewhere that has terrain and then I come back home, I'm just like, I miss it so much. Um, (laughs) and there's a, one of my, one of my son's friends, his, um, his friend's mom is from San Diego and her husband is from here. And so when they would go out to San Diego, he was like making a big deal about the mountains that they have out there. And she's like, what? You know, it's no big deal. And then, (laughs) yeah, well, and then, so then she moved out here and she's lived out here for so long where it's flat. And then, so when she went back home, 
and she saw the mountains again, she was like, okay, now I get it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I, they're just, I, I would love to be around mountains all the time if I could. Oh yeah. Like, like she said, we take that for granted sometimes. I mean, there's times where I'm just like, oh, there it is. I yeah. forgot we had these. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to thank you both very much for taking the time to do the podcast and for, you know, wanting to be a guest um, here and for sharing your love of Subaru in the community and talking about your build and, you know, just other things that you've done with it and uh, things that you want to do. So it was really nice talking to you both. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. You're very welcome. And, uh, you know, I hope you all have a good night. And again, happy birthday, because this is out on your birthday, which is super cool. <laughs> That it worked out that way. <laughs> Thank you. Best surprise. Yeah, you're welcome. So, we well, all have a good evening, and uh, I will talk to you all later. Sounds good. Bye. All right. There we go. Another episode down. Uh, so, since it's Alina's birthday today, go ahead and give her a you know happy birthday wish, and um, check out the podcast, and uh, let me know what you think. Um, we will see you back next week for another one. Uh, also have... A few of them recorded, so we'll, I've got I'm good for the next like four weeks, and then I'll uh, look at getting some more people on. So trying to keep track of that too. And there's a lot of people that I have kind of in the pipeline, but I need to make sure and get that a little more organized. So thanks again, and also want to apologize for the hum earlier on in the episode uh, where I'm doing this. Somebody next door was running their heater or something, and my microphone is picking up on that. So uh, try to produce the best sound quality I can for the show, and that was a little annoying, but there wasn't really anything I can do about it, so um, hopefully in the future, maybe I can, you know, have a little bit more quieter space. So anyway, just wanted to apologize for that. So have a great week, everybody, and um, we'll see you on the next episode. I want to give a shout out to Claire Carreras for providing the intro and outro music. Also, check out her business, uh, her website, White Rhino Bags. You can also find White Rhino Bags on Instagram.